are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Grace Nation Min and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to Bringing Grace to the Nation's podcast. I'm your host, Billy. What are you doing? And- what, what do you mean? I hit record. That's when I start saying my introduction for my podcast. I thought we'd switch it up a little bit, you know? Okay. You have to let me know these changes beforehand. Okay. Are, are you like, are, are you the president of Grace Ministries? That's what the, that's what she says. So does that make me the vice president? I have rights. I wouldn't say you're the vice president. Are you serious? I would say you're more like a department head. A department head? Yeah, you're of a department, what department head. Well, to be determined. We're not going to... Wait, am I getting demoted? Well, don't think of it as a demotion now. Are you freaking serious? Don't right think of it as You're a demotion. You're doing this on the podcast? We just need to talk. Okay. Okay. You want to talk later? <laughs> we'll talk later. That's my intro. Okay. All right? Hey, listen, I thought this was our podcast. It's, well, it's... You, you get to be a part. Okay, can we just say like 75% yours, 25% mine, 100% God's? Okay, 100% God's. Yeah. 0% yours. Zero percent mine. Oh, you just bring the humility yeah, card. Yeah. Into it, How about you? you humble yourself? I'm just saying I play a part in this. You do. So you I do. can never do the introduction. Well, I'll let you do the introduction for the remainder of your time on the podcast. Wait, how much is that? <laughs> <laughs> how much more well, time have I got? Well, you know I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go soon. with you. I wish you could. Yeah, I wish so you too. should follow me to North Carolina. I can't, be... bro. I have a job. I, I have kids. I have twenty kids that I take care of. Um, do you need? Okay, not and ev- not everyone knows that you're a youth pastor. So when you say I have 20 kids, you need to specify. They're basically my kids. I have not given birth <laughs> to these kids. No, not not alone. No. <sighs> Just be careful the way you say things, okay? <laughs> okay, I have 20 kids that that you I, pastor, that, that you I shepherd. Over, yes, that I shepherd. Right. Uh, and on a weekly basis teach and I cannot leave that right now. Well, you could. I mean, it, I could, but I believe really the easy. Lord wants me to stay. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's just like, bye! And then you just leave. You just block out any emotional connection you have, and you're good. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. supposed to do. We'll start a new series on uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving Grace to the Nations, that'll be the new podcast title. What, what, um, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm, to be honest, I feel like, you know how God, or Jesus says that when we drink from the well... He will quench our thirst yeah, forever. I hate you. That's how I feel. How do you feel? I feel really freaking thirsty right well, now. Jesus will quench that. <laughs> yes, yeah, spiritually. Do, do I need to... Sh- I can share the gospel with you. Oh, I would love that. Uh, listen, um, as a deer pants for water, so my, my soul, okay. my nefesh, it's panting for the Lord. <laughs> do you want to tell and the you... story why you're so thirsty? Oh, no, no. Why don't you do that? Okay, so, that? yeah. I'll, I'll quickly, I'll, I'll give you guys the rundown. Okay. I We were about to record the podcast, and of course, when we're going to be talking for 35, 40 minutes... We need to have beverages readily available so that we can quench our thirst as we talk. You talk, your mouth gets dry, you know, the whole nine yards. So I'm like, I'm going to go grab my beverage, which is water. Because I'm on a diet, you know, no sugars, I'm drinking just water. So I walk out and I drink my water. And then he's like, why didn't you give me any of your water? And it's my water. Why do you why do you deserve my water? Why do I, why, I don't what? get I don't get why you're so upset. I drank my water that I purchased 
from the store. What about loving your brother? What about thinking about his needs? You, see, see, what about you, considering them more significant than your own? You are you're taking a step too far. You are expecting for me to give you the water. You can't do that, Billy. I asked you if you had anything to drink, and you know what you said? <laughs> you said I have my water. And when yeah. you said it like that, I assumed that meant you were going to no. share. Uh, do you have any drink? Yeah, I have my water. You know what I ended up drinking? <laughs> Toilet water. No, tap water. Uh, and then I tried the distilled, oh, purified I have a water. jug of water. It's disgusting. It's been it's... out for like a month. <laughs> well, that's why I don't drink it anymore. It's because it's kind of nasty. Oh, but really? I keep that's not it a part of your diet? No. no <laughs> the, ju- the jug. I See, I'm on a diet. I'm losing weight. Yeah. Quite remarkably, yeah. I might add. Yeah. But I went to the store. I went to CVS and I grabbed a jug of water. And I was like, I'm going to grab the cheapest jug of water I can find. So I grabbed the 75 cent jug of water. Oh, man. Great deal. Grab the jug. Go home. Take a sip. And it's disgusting. And I looked down and it's for like babies with like added minerals and Wait, vitamins. You, you fed me baby water? Well, you drink it. You invited me to drink it. <laughs> you were complaining. Listen, I'm not mad at you. You have so many more minerals in your body now. Victor, I am not mad at Way you. Way more vitamins. <laughs> That's what... I'm not mad at you for not giving me water. I'm I, mad at you I'm for keeping not following you alive. the example of Christ oh, man. who said, give water <laughs> See, to the, the thirsty. The example of Christ give a cup of cold water to is one of these little ones. you going to Christ and asking for him to quench your thirst. And not to go to a brother and seek out these world, worldly, fleshly kind of desires you have. You know, actually, I actually That prayed. are just sinful. You know, I actually prayed prior to this experience. I prayed, Lord, please quench my thirst. And then, you know what? I heard you say, I heard you say, I have some water. Right. And, and I thought that was an answer to prayer. Well, that's... God, but I guess not. God said no. He can say no. In his grace and sovereignty... He can say no. I preached a sermon on it, and you don't have to, <laughs> but you did. <laughs> so hey, how was uh, how was your Thanksgiving break? It was great. How how was uh, everyone listening? I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving break. We kind of took a weird week off from recording, but there's yeah. still a podcast, so it was yeah. kind of weird. So we didn't really get to offer you guys a yeah. complete. I missed you. Well, I missed you too. It was it was did a you long just go break. Home? Yeah, I went home, got away from school, and okay. And just relaxed, and That's now awesome. I'm back. Sounds super restful. At school. <laughs> so. <laughs> just for a few more weeks. I though. was pretty thankful for that week and a half. Yeah. 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 You want to know what I did? What'd you do? Don't. I know what you're going to say. What? Don't say it. No, say what? Are you going to announce it to the world? No, which, which. Okay, go ahead. What'd you do Wait, over which Thanksgiving part? Break? Which part? No, which say part? all of it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, well, um, what did I do? I went to North Carolina with a. Oh yeah, that was GCMF. That, that's our, cool. Great commission. Uh, our our missionary, our, our missions club at the it's, school. It's a club. Yeah, we yeah. went over. We went over to North Carolina. Helped out with Operation Christmas Child. Went to the distribution center over there by Charlotte. Uh, spent a couple days there. I came back and then I uh, I had Thanksgiving dinner with my girlfriend and her family. Nice. And that was that was awesome. I'm sure it was. Uh, yeah, but other than that, just rested most of the break. You know, spent some time alone uh, in the Word. Uh, spent some time with her. Uh, just we know you spend time alone. Yes, like all the time. Yes, you have no friends. <laughs> you know, you know. It actually, sounds like you had a good thing. I was lonely and I tried to come to your room early this morning, but guess what? I had the door locked. Yeah, the door was locked. Why was the door locked? I Victor? locked the door. You were watching The Office. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. That's probably I didn't hear you, but I keep my door locked um, for various purposes. I did hear you watching the Avengers trailer. I I watched it many times, dude. I watched it like four I watched times it this morning. many I times. Cried. I will link the Avengers trailer in the show bio. They played it at chapel. Um, today. They played it in chapel. That's how we big were freaking out. I was going crazy because it's it's the Avengers, man. Yeah, it's Infinity War. I've been waiting for this movie for like years now. And 
I'm going to take this to something really serious now, where I'm about to transition and it's going to hit you like a weight. Today at Chapel, we were more excited to watch the Avengers trailer than we were to sing praises to Jesus. Well, are you saying that me watching the Avengers trailer is not worship? N- no, but I'm Can saying... Can that be worship? It, it could be. Really? But, but that's what we're going to talk about today. Are we? Um, so we're going to, you know, we kind of introduce, <laughs> introduce the, the title the right there. Avengers. Yeah. Nope. We're worship. We're going to talk about worship <laughs> and how just the biblical basis of worship and how in the church today, it's been mis it's been given this misconception mm-hmm. and it's kind of been deceived. Yeah. Um, and we've been deceived by it. Absolutely. That worship is this 10, 15 minute thing we do before Sunday Yeah. Uh, or before the preacher comes up on Sunday. Yeah. And that's all worship is. And that's not what the Bible says Absolutely. like at all. Yeah. Uh, in fact, like worship and music aren't really used synonymously in scripture. Mm-hmm. You could argue the Psalms, uh, and yes, the, that is a form of worship. Yeah. But worship is more than just music, and we yeah. see that portrayed a lot throughout the New Testament, and we even see it in the Old Testament. So that's what we're going to be talking about okay. today. Uh, we're going to be talking about some issues we see in the church. We're going to be talking about how worship isn't just confined to Christian things. Yeah. And then we're just going to kind of... interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be... It might be a little controversial. So. Yeah. And that's okay. We'll, we'll that's take fine. it there. We'll yeah. take it because I mean, we're we, not afraid to get real. We're going to talk to you guys about our convictions yeah. and what Jesus um, is just laying on our hearts right now and where we're at right now in our life. Yeah. And if you don't agree or or there's a problem, like feel free to email us. I would love to dialogue Absolutely. with you. Yeah. I would love to hear your concerns. Absolutely. If you hear anything theologically, orthodoxically incorrect, please let us know. Absolutely. Uh, because, test everything we say. Right. Like test it with the scriptures. And if yeah. your convic- convictions don't line up and you don't think the scriptures line up, yeah. then don't take our word for it. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. test the spirits with the word. Mm-hmm. Which is an act of worship. Yes. So, Billy, if you had to give me a uh, quick definition of worship, okay, uh, biblical worship, yeah, what would that be? Yeah, I, I think personally, I don't think I could do any better than Wayne Grudem did in his book Systematic Theology. He wrote a whole chapter on the concept of worship, speaking specifically about the doctrine of the church, ecclesiology, and how the Lord has called believers to assemble for the purpose of worship. Uh, so he wrote this whole chapter, chapter 51, on what is worship, um, how can our worship fulfill its great purpose in the New Testament age, what does it mean to worship in spirit and in truth, what does that mean? Uh, so specifically, what is worship? Wayne Grudem, at the beginning of the chapter, he gives this simple definition that I think is super profound, uh, but very simplistic. Right. And he says, worship is the activity of glorifying God in his presence with our voices and our hearts, wow. i.e. with our entire lives. Right. Uh, so I think before we really dive into what that means, we need to understand, and we really need to define and examine that word glorify. Yeah. Because I think sometimes, you know, like we, we're very confused on what that means. Uh, you know, like, and we say it so much as Christians, like, what's we our do. purpose it's, to it's glorify God? It's just part of our vocabulary. Yeah. And we don't even know what the definition is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like, specifically, what does it mean to glorify? Because we see all throughout Scripture that the purpose that God created humanity is to glorify Him. The purpose that God does anything is to bring glory to His own name. Uh, and so this is a huge concept. We need to understand what is glory, mm. how do we glorify God, uh, and how is that connected with worship. Right, and absolutely. So, yeah, so specifically, what is glory? What is to glorify or glorifying the verb? Yeah, no. Do you have any resources for us? Or, or I do. If, if, you're, if you're describing <laughs> what glory is, and obviously we have... 
endless and endless and endless resources, even like just in the Reformed camp. Like we yeah. want to talk about the glory of Jesus. We can find anything. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. So what what are you going to be telling us today? Who is it from? Oh, yeah. Specifically, I'm just using, um, actually, I'm just using a Greek dictionary uh, right now. The best source. <laughs> so what does it mean? Yeah. Like the yeah. if we're going back to original language, yeah. glory, what is well, it? Well, the word glory, uh, it simply means to render or esteem something as glorious. And that's just the wide application. It's a verb, uh, and it means to bestow honor on something or, or to ascribe weight to something mm. by recognizing the its substance. Right. Uh, and so specifically, how do we glorify God? We glorify God when we ascribe weight to who he is by simply recognizing all that he is. Right. So, so I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So to yeah, glorify like God, that. simple. We just simply, we recognize God for who he is, who he truly is, what he has done. And we praise him and bestow on him the honor that is right. due him. Right, and I think, and we have to understand, and I'm actually preaching on uh, on this topic here coming soon, which is pretty cool, but for us to understand the magnitude of Jesus and the amazingness of him, we have to understand how little we are and how sinful we are. Absolutely. And the, the lesser view of ourself that we have, yeah. the bigger view of God we have. Yeah. And I think that's huge. And, and to glorify Jesus, glory and worship are synonymous. Yeah. They're synonyms here. We are using them interchangeably because when we're worshiping God, mm-hmm. we're glorifying him. And when we're glorifying God, we're worshiping him. Yeah. They go together. Absolutely. And so if we're called to live lives glorifying God with everything we do, then worship becomes not just something we do 15 minutes on a Sunday morning. It yeah. becomes an active part of our lifestyle yeah. that begins to change us from the inside out as we acknowledge who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Yeah, and I, and I love that you use you specifically talked about how we need to recognize first how little and how small we are. Uh, I actually just gave a sermon to my kids on Thanksgiving uh, about Thanksgiving in the Bible, the way in which that mm. word is used. And it's so cool because we see throughout the Psalms, it talks about Psalms of Thanksgiving. Uh, and I think Thanksgiving is an intimate <coughs> part of worship uh, because the word Thanksgiving in Hebrew means it's todah. And, right. what, and what that means is todah. It, it's actually, it's not, the biblical authors don't use it to describe something that we initiate or something that we do. It, it's not something that we produce in ourselves. We don't make ourselves thankful. Thanksgiving is a response to the good that is been done for us, right. the good that we receive. Right. It's when we choose to recognize God's goodness and his love toward us despite us. Mm. Uh, it's when we come to rec- realize and recognize the full weight of our own depravity uh, and God's love for us despite that. Right, and so in short, and this is kind of the umbrella when we reference worship throughout the, the remainder of this podcast, mm-hmm. we're not referencing something that is done 15 minutes prior to yeah. a pastor getting up and speaking. Yeah. We are talking about an active lifestyle that is lived for the purpose of glorifying Jesus day in and day out. Absolutely. That is what we're referencing. Yeah. And so... First, we're going to talk about some some misconceptions that are dealt with in the church and some problems with worship that we see just littered in the church, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But then we'll, we'll kind of move and we'll discuss some other things um, and how we can worship 
outside of just this notion of music or this preconceived notion that we have to worship through music, mm-hmm. how do we worship God in everything we do? And we'll talk a little bit about that because yeah. we want you guys to take application away from this. That's the purpose. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're going to talk about these misconceptions and the first misconception I would say, or the biggest misconception is that worship, that term is used for that 15, 20 minute time period. Yeah. That it that's before the pastor coming up and, and speaking. Yeah, uh, that's a huge misconception. And like we were saying, uh, and I don't know what your thoughts on this would be, but the but people, especially the worship worship pastor, right? He'll say, "Let's enter into this into this time of worship together." Mm-hmm. And yes, it is a time of worship, but it shouldn't. You shouldn't have to it's enter scheduled. into something that you're already in. Absolutely right. And so I don't know what your thoughts oh, are. Oh no, that. yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it's. I think it's. Biblically, it's false, and, and ecclesi- ecclesiologically, the right. way in which that we act and do worship as a corporate body, I, I just hate the way seeing it in churches, how we introduce it as a time set aside for worship, because that's right. not the way the Bible presents worship. In John 4, Jesus says that the true believers will not worship God in a specific location. He says they won't worship Him on the mountain or in Jerusalem. He simply says they'll worship Him in spirit and in truth. It's not bound by geography, and it's not bound by a certain time that, that we spend weekly doing it. It's not something set aside. It is something that we actively participate in every single day, right. every moment. Or at least we should. We're instructed to biblically. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad that you brought worship leaders up. Uh, right. Because I think it's very interesting that we see that Satan himself was a worship leader prior to his fall. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really he had He had musical instruments in his body. Wow. And he, he led the other angels. Right. The myriads of angels in worship. Right. And, and then his head got inflated when he, rather than directing that worship towards to God, him, it was to himself. To himself. And what do we see littered throughout the church today. Songs that, that are about us. Thing. And I, I like the verse you brought up, uh, that you know we're called to worship in spirit and in truth. And that's yeah. huge. Because, and I mean, I'll bring up the, the charismatic movement for a second. They are great at worshiping in spirit. They <laughs> are not that great at worshiping in truth. And we see this seeping into our contemporary worship music. And then, you know, it moves from the worship music, it moves to the pulpits. Absolutely. And then once it moves to the pulpits, it moves to the congregation. Absolutely. And once it moves to the congregation, that's how people are living their lives. Yeah. And we're li- living these me-centered lives. Yeah. Uh, that are not biblical. It's actually completely contrary to what the Bible says. Yeah. And there are lyrics, and I mean, there are tons of lyrics. And we're not here to call out, you know, band after band after band and church after church. But but we do want to make known the fact that when we are singing worship songs or when we're in this quote unquote time of worship before the pastor comes up and speak, listen to the words you're saying. Don't blindly. We're called to test the spirits in everything, right? Not just what the pastor's saying, but also in the music we sing. And if, if we are looking at these songs as me centered, uh, glorify me, save me, rescue me, you know, then they're wrong because that is exactly what Lucifer did mm. when he was worshiping. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in heaven. Yeah. Do and you think, could you possibly, do you think it'd be appropriate to even just give one example? Yes. I do think it would be appropriate so okay. that people know. So just I actually, an example. I actually had quite a long conversation um, 
on this topic recently, and and we were in chapel one day, and this is this is why I've been struggling with some of these things, uh, and this is why I, the topic of for today's podcast is this because yeah. this is going on in my life, and you're noticing it too. Absolutely, to the and I'm convicted about it. Yeah, and so in chapel we sing these songs, uh, and one song, uh, just just for example, is what a beautiful name. Yes, and on the surface, it's actually. Hillsong sings that song, right? I believe so. I believe so, so yeah. Um, at, at the surface, it's one of the few songs in their catalog that talks about Jesus. Yes. Um, but they do, and they talk about, you know, you were the word at the beginning. Yes. One with God. And they actually give, like, some good doctrine like, throughout that's, it. That's solid stuff. Yeah. And then it, it goes on to say, you didn't want heaven without us, mm. so you brought heaven down. As if he's... Not and content. It's claim it's saying that Jesus and his solidarity and his solitude in heaven was uncontent with himself. He needed us. And so in his desperation mm-hmm. he created something to fill this void that was in him. Yeah. How heretical. Yes. How anti gospel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And this is what we are singing in our churches. Yeah. It's what's being proclaimed from the pulpit, yeah. and it's what's seeping into each one of our lives, yeah. and it is dangerous. Yeah, and I think I think that this is the reason why this is plaguing our churches is because because we have a false perception of what the gospel even is. We think that we're the treasure of the gospel. We, we think, think that we're the center we of the think Bible. That we're, we're the main character of the gospel, right? We're the villain in the Bible. We are the bad guys. Yes, <laughs> like we're his enemies, right? Yeah, and only because of his grace and mercy does he save us. Absolutely, that's the beauty of the yeah. gospel. Salvation is the Lord's from beginning to end. He, he He changes us. He conforms us. He predestines us. He adopts us. This is all his work from beginning to end. He secures us. We contribute nothing to it. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, that's humbling. It is. Uh, it doesn't make, you know, I have no reason to boast because of it. Uh, you know, we talked about Calvinism, one of yeah. our, our first podcasts together. Yeah. We talked about that, how it should humble you. Uh, just this idea that salvation's the Lord's, that he does all this, that humbles me. And it really takes me out of the center of the story and places God at the center. When we recognize that he is the treasure of the gospel, right. like he is the treasure of our faith. Uh, and like, I think for instance, you know, like um, you've heard uh, the parable of the hidden treasure, right? Right, yes. Yeah, really short, Matthew 13, verse 44, uh, about a man who who found some treasure in, hidden in a field, and then his joy, so he hides the treasure back in the field, and then his joy, he goes and sells everything he has to buy the field. Right. Uh, so the problem, with, I mean, like, I love that passage. It's my favorite parable. And what it's about, Jesus says, it's, it's the kingdom of heaven that's the treasure. It's being with Jesus and being with God, knowing him and being known by him forever. That is the treasure. Being a member, a citizen of heaven, that is the treasure. And in our joy, we give up everything we have to go and seek that. Uh, because yeah. Jesus is someone we're losing everything yeah. for. But I once heard a sermon preached on this where they said, instead it could be read, that Jesus is the man and that we're the treasure. And my, yeah. my problem with that was just that that's not what the passage is saying. He, he can, like, I, I get his analogy and I get, I get what he's trying to, how he's trying to use the passage, right. but that's not Christ's intent of what he's saying. We are not the focus of the story. Uh, even the reason why he saves us, the salvific benefits that we receive, they are a byproduct of him glorifying himself. Our salvation is secondary. Him yeah. glorifying himself is the ultimate purpose behind and, everything. And he glorifies himself by or like through our salvation. Yeah. Which is why he saves us. Yes. Uh, and oh, it's, we get it so wrong. And um, John MacArthur, his definition of worship is beautiful. 
Um, and oh, I've he, read this before. Here's yeah. what it says. He says, let me explain worship in a simple way. The deeper your understanding of the truth of God, the deeper your understanding of God himself, the higher your worship goes. Worship is directly correlated to understanding. The richer the, your theology, the more full you, your grasp of biblical truth, and the, the more elevated your worship becomes. Worship is about diving into scripture, mm. studying it, knowing it, worshiping yeah. in spirit and in truth. They Absolutely. have to go together. Absolutely. You can't do one over the other. They Absolutely. coincide. They're together. They work in harmony. Mm. And we take these, we experience these emotional highs because mm. of these, you know, worship songs that deviate from biblical truth. And then we attribute those emotional highs to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And they're not of the Holy Spirit Absolutely. because they're completely contrary to what the Bible says. And I even posted on Facebook a while back, uh, if we have to ask for the Spirit to awake I saw in that, us, yeah. maybe we're the ones asleep. We have to understand that God doesn't sleep on us. Mm. He is not in need of an awakening. And if for some reason he seems silent for a time, it's for a purpose and it's to glorify himself. Mm -hmm. So for us to say like, God, why'd you just stop? Like I'm sinning and it's because you're not working in me. Like we are blaming God for our problems. Mm. And NF has a has an intense song. It's called Oh Lord. Oh, that's a great um, song. And it's a really good song. And he, he, like, we fall asleep in the pews and then blame God for our problems like mm. he's sleeping on you. Yeah. Like, that's real. And we do it, and it's a byproduct of these heretical worship songs mm. that get into our pulpits. Yeah. And, I mean, I know, I don't know what your opinion is on hymns. Um, I don't know if you enjoy hymns. <laughs> I'm assuming you probably do. Well, I mean, you like, work at a Presbyterian church. <laughs> yeah, that's probably all they do. Oh yeah, yeah. That's we have a time set aside just for singing uh, specific hymns every single week. Yeah. Um, and this is not my, it is not my personal preference. Um, Same. And, and and I'm just gonna be honest with that. I think that there is some beautiful, rich. Uh, truth in them, rich Absolutely. theological truth. And Absolutely. I love going back and reading hymns. I love renditions of hymns. I love um, the recreation that a lot of these artists are doing today with hymns. Right. Uh, you know, like they're, they're doing it, but with more music. Even, even a Christian hip-hop artist, yeah. KB, has taken it in a yeah. song called The Art of Hope. And he has brought in this, you know, classic, yeah. uh, You Are My Vision, yeah. and incorporated it into a hip-hop song. Yeah, and I love and that. I think, I think the evolution of music, um, especially when we take old hymns, I think it's a good thing, and I, and I love the way in which artists today like KB have taken these good, rich theological hymns uh, and added a beat to them. Uh, so, I mean, like, personally... You know, I, I prefer, I, I grew up, like, whenever I got saved, I was in a Baptist church, and we sang with a band every single week, good songs, good songs. Right. Because my pastor, he was very adamant about making sure that the songs we sung were truth, right. that they and, were theological. And that's to say, not all contemporary worship music is heretical. There's some really good songs. There is yeah. some genuinely amazing songs. Um and so we're not putting this umbrella over all contemporary worship music. That's not yeah. true. I mean, we both listen to, to Christian artists. Yeah. yeah. And 
so th- there's nothing wrong with a lot of the contemporary worship music that is yeah. sung um, before church. Yeah. However, we need to be more diligent in the fact that we need to understand the words that we're saying and not just say them because they're words on a screen. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. and we, as people, we're fickle, we're blind. We will just, you know, recite whatever the leader puts on the screen yeah. like it's nothing. And that's that's wrong. We need yeah. to test the spirits. Yeah, and genuine worship, like we said before, is a response to the goodness we've received. Uh, so I think for us to just read words on a screen and, and call that worship, I think that's very false. I think that right. we, we could worship while we're doing that, but we can't substitute that action for worship itself. Right. Uh, because that's not what the Bible says about worship. Uh, and so specifically, like, so, so you were saying that we wanted to talk about how can we worship doing things that aren't, specifically, you know, labeled as Christian. Right, so we want to step outside of the realm of music. So we've kind of made our point. We've kind of talked about it. You can worship through music, but it's not the end of worship. Yes. So I want to talk about a few other things. Uh, God has given us the freedom to live uh, which, wow, amazing. Like, so cool. Yes. So how can we worship through that freedom. Yeah. And just, just use one example and then I'll, I'll hand it back over to you to, okay. to give us another example. Uh, financially. Christians often label money as bad. And we even read in scripture that the love of money is the root of all evil. It's in there. That's true. Uh, however, when we label money as bad, we restrict, uh, we're not, we're not allowing God to work in the money he's given us, right? And so exercising your freedom to spend money on things is not a sin. If you want to go buy a Coke, it's not a sin to do that. But if that becomes your idol, oh, really? it's Coke? a sin. Well, Coca-Cola. No, not Pepsi? Coca-Cola. Not Pepsi? Not Coca... Oh. Oh, oh. oh you were talking about Coca-Cola. I... <laughs> hey, Victor, <laughs> drugs over thugs, okay? Well, you know what they say. Drugs for hugs. <laughs> drugs for hugs. No! <laughs> hugs over drugs. <laughs> So, but yeah, so it's true, right? So, but when, you know, we go out and we have, you know, then it turns into gambling problems and addictions and X, Y, and Z, then it's an idol, then, you know, it's a sin. But to exercise our freedom to to pay money to put gas in our tank or to pay money to go to a hockey game every now and again isn't a sin. And Christians label any spending of money as sin. Yeah. And that's just one example. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if you have any, if you could think of any yeah, other Yeah, absolutely. Things. I mean, like, I mean, Colossians and 1 Corinthians both say, you know, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. Uh, right. Giving thanks to him. Uh, so that is an example of worship. You can eat to God's glory. Yeah. You can enjoy, hallelujah, you can enjoy flavors to God's glory. You can enjoy pizza. Sorry about your diet. You can enjoy <laughs> pizza to God's glory. Meat lovers to God's glory. Right. He's given us the taste buds yes. to taste these amazing flavors for a reason. Yeah. And it glorifies him yes. when we use them. Absolutely. And and I think the most important thing that we make sure is that we are keeping God at the center of our worship. We can enjoy the good gifts as long as our eyes are not taken off of the giver. Uh, right. So that's why, you know, like, I mean, like, for instance, uh, praying before we eat, you know, right. like that's, we both do that whenever right. we're to Together. Uh, now that's not there's not a command in the Bible to do that. Right. However, we do that to express thanksgiving to Him and remember our Creator, uh, remember the One who gives us these good right. gifts prior to enjoying them and Absolutely. enjoying them, glorifying Him, giving thanks to Him. And so, right. eating, drinking, even our work, mm. our work can be worship. Wow. You can love God in in school. You can love God with all of your mind by trying 
you know, like by striving for right. greatness. Right. And, uh, in the academic realm and yeah. in the financial realm, in every realm. Absolutely. And even like, so the whole reason I started my diet and I started getting back into the, into the gym was because I wanted to honor God with the way I treated my body. Yes. That's an act of worship. Absolutely. Um, you can we, work out at the, at the gym. That's worship. Yeah, that's worship. And I even pray while I'm at the gym, like, God, yeah. every every weight I lift, although it's quite minimal, <laughs> let it be for you. Yeah, it you is. Know? I was there with you. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, and even, so, even our relationships we have. Mm. And so, yes, we are on a sinful world. <laughs> yeah. We are born uh, into a place that is full of sin and full of a lot of bad things that are against God. But we can't label the things that God has given us as bad. Absolutely. Because then we're not letting him work through those things. And so uh, that applies to anything. A relationship. We're relational beings. Right. We are made for that. So if, if, like, for your example, you have a new girlfriend, you know. Yes. Which you mentioned, (laughs) so I'm allowed to talk about it. Yes. Well, we've been dating for a while. We're just now courting now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You were saying? But, like, when that relationship that relationship is godly when Jesus is at the center of it. Yes, and we're both striving after Christ, right. stirring each other's affections it for him. It only becomes worldly when Jesus is taken out of Absolutely. the center. Absolutely. So to, we can't put these umbrella statements over, you know, relationships are ungodly because we're focusing on another person. No. Jesus is at the center of it. Yes. He is glorified through the way I interact with this person, through the yeah. way we learn about each other, through the ministry we can do together. Yeah. Uh, that is godly. Yes. That's a godly relationship. Yeah. And so learning to worship God through all the different means he's given yeah. us is is just like an act of worship in itself. I, I agree. And I think, honestly, when we follow the grace commandments to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love love your neighbor as yourself, right. I really believe that that is how we worship and glorify God in our everyday lives. Yeah. Uh, in our interactions with people, uh, we express our love for God in the way in which we love each other, uh, showing that same sacrificial love to each other as the Lord has shown to us right. uh, and bestowing, ascribing weight to his name uh, simply by loving with all that we are. Our heart, mind, soul, and strength we can love God as we're doing anything. Right. We can sit together. I mean, like, I, I love God. I enjoy fellowship with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're one of my best friends. Fellowship and... with other people is yeah. worship to God. And so the but thing... When, when does it become sinful? I think we should ask that question. When when does it become sinful um, in the midst of that? Because you can be enjoying fellowship with somebody else, and it could easily turn into sin when, when, when pride and selfishness comes yeah. in. And I think the, what we have to focus on is... It's Jesus. When Jesus is removed from anything that we do, mm-hmm. it becomes sinful. Absolutely. Uh, you read in Romans that anything done outside of faith is a sin. There we go. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's 14, it right there. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, that has to be our attitude. So, whenever our pride takes Jesus' spot, whenever our glory takes Jesus' spot, whenever money takes Jesus' spot, whenever girlfriends, boyfriends take Jesus' Absolutely. spot, that's when it becomes sinful because... Yeah. We're not doing anything out of faith anymore. We're doing it because our own fleshly desires, you know, are prompting us to do it instead of living in faith and walking in faith. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I would say, yeah, when Jesus is removed from the picture, it it instantly becomes sinful and not glorifying to God and not an act of worship. Yep. So simply just delighting in the Lord, uh, doing everything for him and not for ourselves, uh, enjoying the gifts uh, but always remembering the giver, right. giving thanks to him above all else. Um, 
Anything apart from that is sinful. Right. But it's simply doing it in faith, right. trusting him, loving him, pursuing him, even as you do these right. things. We have to remember that it's all about God. Absolutely. All about God. Anything else besides God, wrong. Hmm. Right? We have to stay focused on God. And when our glance, I mean, look at, you know, Peter on the water. When our glance deviates... We sink. We sink. Absolutely. We have to be focused on God in everything we do. Yeah. Everything we think, every blink we take, every step we take, every breath we inhale, everything we do has to be focused on God and it will be an act of worship and we will be glorifying him in the process. Mm. And it's not easy. I haven't perfected it. You haven't. Well, I know you haven't perfected it. Wait, what? What's that <laughs> and, supposed to mean? And, and no one has perfected it. Yeah, Except no for Jesus. Yes, except for Christ himself. The, yeah. So this week we challenge you to look for ways in your life to glorify God through things that you wouldn't normally think about, mm. whether it be at your job, whether it be in your interactions with other people, mm. whether it be with the steps you take during the day, whether it be in the way you treat your body, whatever it might be, find one thing thing in, in your life this week and ask God to transform that area mm, into an act of worship yeah. and, and really dive into that. And each week, keep taking steps and you will start to see God sanctifying you in that process. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful thing yeah. uh, to go through. So that's any, a lot. That went by so fast. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say about worship? Anything I, at all? I, I mean, mean, we could, we, we hit our time limit. We, we, <laughs> we packed a ton of stuff. So is this the the portion of the podcast we're going to call it all the heretics, all the bands? Yeah, so I actually got a text. <laughs> I got a text the other day from Tyler. He's been on the podcast a few times. Yeah. And he was looking at the podcast. Love And we were like number six or something. And Rob Bell was number seven. Excuse me? And he was like, you beat Rob Bell! Yeah, we did. I was like, like, you beat the heretics. Um, No, I don't think we have to sit here and call out every band or every song that we think is heretical. Um, but we what, what I but I what, <laughs> but what I want you to do is in your in your worship times when your church puts the words mm. on the screens yeah. I encourage you test the spirits really think about the words that you're, you're saying, saying and yeah. don't just blindly compare that with scripture them. yeah right and I think that's a step that you'll have to take um, I could give you a list of things but that makes it it takes it kind yeah. of out of God's uh, well, well here how about this how about we end by um, is there any particular Christian artist that Hillsong. I was going to say that, you, that, you, would endorse, Hill, that oh. you would endorse. Oh, no. I would never endorse Hillsong. So Brian Houston is the uh, is the lead pastor at Hillsong. And he yes, has he a, is. He has a book called You Need More Money. I've I've read it. Literally. It, no, and that's not me endorsing it. I've read it, and I, I, I did not enjoy it. Well, <laughs> you need more money, man. <laughs> the Joel and him just I read a it, tight relationship. I read it to they test it, to see what, what he was trying to say. I and can test it. It's all prosperity. You need... The first two words of the title, I was like, nope. <laughs> Unless the no. last word is Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> no, you're right. You need more? Okay. Yep. Nope. <laughs> but, so, so and any bands you would specifically Shane endorse? And Shane. Yeah, Shane and Shane. Beautiful. M- one of my favorite. All um, Sons and Daughters. All Sons and Daughters. Fantastic. Am- amazing. Uh, and there, there's so many. Um, I love, I love a lot of David Crowder's oh, old yeah. stuff. Dude. Um, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and so we just encourage you to seek, uh, to seek the songs, mm. seek, read the lyrics, dissect them, you know, compare them with scripture, yeah, and then allow them to transform your life Absolutely. as you're going through that. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, Billy. 
Thanks for being here. Thank you for being my co-host. I, nope. I <laughs> genuinely appreciate your presence. On I appreciate the you too, man. I'm so thankful uh, for you. As we're approaching the end of season one, uh, we will talk more about it next week. Uh, but yeah, we will. <laughs> but we are approaching the end of season one, and season two is going to start, and some amazing things are going to happen. But it's sad. We're approaching the end of season one. Yeah, and it is. Have, we might have to depart ways, and yep. it's going to be a sad day. And uh, and but I'll still be around. You will, and you'll be an intricate part to Grace Nation Ministry. I will. So I'm excited for really? that as well. So we have so <laughs> many more announcements to make. And we'll do that in the next couple and we'll, weeks. We'll tease some of those things, and yeah. we'll make those announcements. We should still ask for um, questions, though. Yes, we want to do a question and answer. The last episode of, yeah. of season one, we want to be a Q&A. I'll kind of send some stuff out on social medias. Mm-hmm. I'll send some emails out, yeah. and we'll start to compile a list of questions uh, that we will answer on on a podcast. They can be about anything. Theology, life, me, not Billy. He's not, <laughs> he's not that interesting. We could have... <laughs> <laughs> let's so not, let's just keep it stop talking strictly theological yeah i mean if they want to ask about my personal life about my relationship you know i'm an open book i mean well, I, don't, I don't know if she'd be cool no that, one but cares <laughs> wait what sorry except for her um are you dating anyone right now i will fight you oh, <laughs> oh man i'll fight you <laughs> guys thank you so much for tuning in to bringing grace to the nations if you haven't followed us on twitter please do it at grace nation men if you uh, have the chance to follow us on instagram or on facebook please hit us up there um, if you, if you want to email us your questions and your things for, uh, the upcoming podcast or anything like that, please email me grace nation ministries at yahoo.com until next time, guys, take, take care, care and God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.